And now, from our studios in Kansas City, Sci-Fi For Me Radio is live from the bunker. Welcome to all of you who are here with us live. Add to those of you who are uh, not with us live, you're here by Memorex. You're also welcome as well. My name is Jason Hunt. I'm the editor-in-chief here at SciFiForMe.com. We are live from the bunker broadcasting to Odyssey Facebook and YouTube. And uh, I do also want to remind you uh, that we've got a TV.2 channel over at YouTube that uh, we're uh, trying something. We'll see how it goes. This show is also available on various different podcast platforms. If you just want to listen to this like a radio show, because it is kind of like talk radio, sort of, maybe, kind of. In that, when I don't have a guest, I just talk about whatever out there, and there's no rhyme or reason, there's no plan, there's no strategy or agenda or anything like that. It's just, oh, hey, this is kind of interesting, let's talk about it. And that's kind of what we're doing today. A few, uh, we'll have a few follow-up items on some stories uh, later on. It looks like we're buffering just a little bit, so everybody be patient. Everybody be patient with the buffering. I don't know why it's buffering. But, you know, that's how things are around here, right? Uh, all right, I see Dave Robert in the chat. I see Cam in the chat. I see Mrs. Boss in the chat, and Mrs. Boss, the official program observers. Death Angel Shadow, howdy, 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 howdy. Good to see all of you with us. And where do we start? Um, okay, so I've got a couple of things. Here, here now let me, let me start this. Uh, Dave says, not any issues thus far on his end. That's good. Okay, that's good. Because, you know, every now and again I'm sitting there thinking, okay, well, what, uh, what's our, what's our, what's our damage? You know, what are the, what are the uh, Stone Martin Weasels and the Gremlins up to today? But I need to talk, uh, let me, let me start here because we got, we got the mail and I got a couple of things and, and this kind of goes back to what I had been talking about with regard to Marvel and some missed opportunities that Marvel has has had in that anytime they have a movie come out, well, DC's the same way, Warner Brothers, you have a superhero movie, and the superhero movie is an opportunity to promote your superhero comic books. Now, if Disney and Warner Brothers Discovery were smart about things, they'd do a little cross-promotion and sit there and say, well, hey... Um, how about we put a little kiosk in the movie theater lobby so when you come out of seeing a Thor com uh, comic book movie, you'd see some Thor comic books there. Or, you, you know, the Avengers, or the Justice League, or Superman, or Batman, or Batman, or Batman, or Batman, or 
Batman. But anyway, in this in 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 today's mail, I get I'm going to have to be careful here. This was sent to our our LLC, Flaming Dog Media. This was a an offer for American Express Platinum, the business platinum card, the business platinum card. Right? All right, so it's an offer here. And we got all these points. You got this little nice four-color brochure. It's on glossy paper that can't be uh, can't be recycled or composted or anything. Um, you've got the letter that says, "Hey, we'd like to offer you a card. It's a really cool card. You could do all this stuff with it." And here's the letter. And 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 look, it's only printed on the one side. It's got a QR code. I will not scan because you know. Um, surveillance state right but then then you have the, the disclaimer the disclosures look at this look at this this is i might have to back up from the camera to you so you see the whole thing look at that on both sides of the page this is this is basically the equivalent of two eight and a half by eleven sheets all together in one whole long sheet it's eight and a half by 22 printed on both sides in itty bitty 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 uh, what's that eight point type now those of you who have gotten this kind of thing this is this is this this is what we get all the time I mean I also got an offer from AARP but you know it, it it's a letter it's a fancy little four-color thing, and, you know, it's pretty, and whatever, and it's all this fancy packaging and whatnot. This is old-school direct mail marketing, right? You get, you get, you buy a list somewhere, and since I own the company, and Flaming Dog Media is my company, I get, I get stuff, I get offers for Flaming Dog Media to have this credit card, or this thing, and this deal, or this whatnot, or thing. And, you know, because we own our home, we get a bunch of stuff all the time. And, you know, refinance your mortgage. And blah, 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 blah. This is not as effective anymore. But somebody, somebody did something new. And I think this is rather clever. We got a thing in the mail from Montgomery Ward. <laughs> now, this is this is interesting because one, I'm looking at this, I'll be like, Montgomery Ward is still around? Because I remember going to Montgomery Ward when I was a kid. I mean, that was that was one of the places where everybody went. Montgomery Ward, hey, let's we'll go to we we'll go to Montgomery Ward. Montgomery Ward is still around. Now, I don't know if it stores. It's certainly, I mean, it's at least online. But I want you to take a look here. Those of you who are listening to this as a podcast, you are not going to experience the entire thing. And I'm sorry for that, but I will do my best to describe in great detail and with colorful rhetoric exactly what it is that I hold in my hand. Okay. So this is a this is a catalog. But the front of the catalog says your pre-approved rewards credit card. So at least Mindy is. 
So you've got this now where instead of sending this letter with the fancy thing, they've sent us a catalog for Montgomery Ward. It's like, look at all this stuff that you can buy. Look at all this stuff that you can buy. And you pay, you turn the pages, and there's car stuff, and there's camping stuff, and there's bath stuff, and there's bedroom stuff. I mean, look, look, you get us a new bed, you know, bed coverings and comforters and whatnot and everything. And look, hey, look, Mrs. Boss will appreciate this. A Dallas Cowboys throw, right? Right there in the middle. Look, look at all the stuff you can buy. And you're pre-approved for a card. Now, I will, I will throw kudos to whoever came up with this idea. This is smart marketing. This is very smart marketing. Because this is, look at all the stuff that you can buy with your new Monkity Monk, Wards card. That's a new one. Look at what you can buy with your new card. This is smart marketing. This is going to be, somebody is going to open this and they're going to look at, one, Montgomery Wards is still around? Yes, it is. And look, we have all of this stuff. And look, you can buy all this stuff when you just fill out this thing and you get your card. That's smart. Marvel and DC should take a lesson from whoever designed this. I mean, I've been offering free advice for I don't know how long now. You got a superhero movie in the theaters, put superhero comic books in the lobby. I don't know. It, nobody, nobody wants to listen to me. <laughs> Dave says, monkey see, monkey ward. It's, it's, it's interesting that this comes today. All right, so speaking of Warner Brothers... Uh, I want to. I'll do this one. I'll do this one first, real quick. Where did I put it? Uh, not those. I have two piles here. Um, oh, 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 oh! Something I forgot to mention. We were talking about all of the different live channels that we broadcast to. Did you know that Amazon has a live stream channel? It's called Amazon Live, and I I found I heard mention of it this morning. I was like, Amazon Live? What is that? Because, you know, various different podcasting groups, they're talking about all these different things and how to figure out what to what to do and, and what software to use and what tools to use and all this. And somebody mentions Amazon Live. So I go and look it up. And uh, and I'm thinking, I'm, I'm wondering how we can how we can incorporate this, because apparently Amazon Live is a shopping channel. So it's like the shopping network on, on, you know, home shopping network on cable. Amazon Live is, here's my product. Come, please buy my product. <laughs> so, yeah, the further I got into it, I was like, no, nope, we don't qualify because we're not a vendor. But, but I thought that was rather interesting that Amazon Live uh, exists. So, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a thing apparently. So anyway, all right. So um, one one thing, let me go in here and do this real quick. Follow up on our discussion of the Warner Brothers Discovery situation. This in the the Hollywood Reporter. Warner Brothers to release MGM movies overseas, excluding the next Bond picture. 
It's a multi-year pack. This is Pamela McClintock and the Hollywood Reporter, August 14th, when this uh, dropped, which was Sunday. Uh, MGM has tapped Warner Brothers to be its new international partner, giving Warners a shot at having a piece of the James Bond franchise. One caveat, the arrangement doesn't include the next James Bond film. The two companies announced the arrangement Sunday. MGM's previous partner was Universal, which released the 2022 James Bond installment, No Time to Die, internationally, as well as such high-profile MGM titles as House of Gucci and Licorice Pizza. Under the pact, Warner Brothers International's distribution division will handle all Warner's movies, beginning with the release of Bones and All in November of 2022 and Creed 3, which is set for 2023. Now, this is part of the whole new restructuring for Warner Brothers Discovery after they bought Warner Media from AT&T. Universal's Pictures International will still distribute MGM and Orion Pictures till in October of this year and Women Talking in the first quarter of 2023. Bond 26... The next chapter in the James Bond series of films will also be distributed by Universal Pictures International as part of the studio's original agreement. Uh, details of the movie has not yet been released. We don't have any idea, but I am seeing some fan art out there of Henry Cavill as Bond. The new partnership was unveiled by Warner Brothers co-chairs and CEOs Michael DeLuca and Pamela Abdi, who recently arrived from MGM. <laughs> And MGM Chief Operating Officer Christopher Britton. This is interesting because this basically, I mean, you talk about Amazon and, and Amazon owning everything. Remember, Amazon just bought MGM. So for MGM to make a deal with Warner Brothers Discovery for streaming, as opposed to let's put all of the MGM library on Amazon Prime, that's... That's interesting. But this, this looks like it's theatrical distribution. Now, let me correct myself there. This does look like it's theatrical distribution. And as, as it says here in the next paragraph, if I, if, I, if I would learn to read ahead, the new multi-year deal encompasses the theatrical distribution of MGM films in territories outside of the U.S., including China. The new agreement also uh, includes worldwide physical home entertainment distribution on all newly released MGM titles. So, Blu-ray, DVD, uh, VHS, maybe. Interesting. This is an interesting deal. I, we're, we're, I, this, is, this is worth keeping an eye on because you have, uh, you have this um, shifting landscape for, uh, for a lot of things right now. And Warner Brothers, uh, Warner Brothers Discovery, Warner Media Discovery, whatever they're calling it, Warner Brothers Discovery is right in the middle of it. So interesting development there. All right, so I am, uh, I am going to, uh, I've got to reach down to the floor here for a second, folks. Excuse me for a moment. I got to, I got it. My rocker switch keeps falling out of my pen, my, my mouse pen. So let me grab that. All right, so I don't know why this keeps falling out. It clicks in there, and it and it stays until it doesn't. All right, I will not lose track of where I am, though. <coughs> now, I do have a package. We're going to do an unboxing here, but not yet. 
I want to get into this because uh, what? Mrs. Boss, you're talking nonsense. I don't know what you're talking about. All right. So, um, so over the weekend, I've got a number of things to follow up on. We'll get to that here in a minute. But over the weekend, we have, uh, I, I ran across this discussion in, in the WorldCon groups. Uh, the, some of the people who organized the Helsinki event, Helsinki WorldCon was last year, 2021. And some of them are a little concerned, a little concerned over the one of the bids for 2028. Now, the, the bids for these things, they're out two, three, four years. We've already got, you know, Chicago is this year. Uh, next year's Worldcon is in, uh, is in China. I think the year after that, I want to say, is in, I want to say it's in Scotland, but I don't know that for sure. So they get they get decided at least two years out, and there's a bid for 2028 Worldcon from a group in Uganda, and this is problematic for some people. And I'm not going to get into the overall discussion of this. The group is called CampCon, spelled with a K. And they're saying, oh, this is the terrible thing. This is the worst news ever. You know, there's a lot of hand-wringing and pearl-clutching in this, in this discussion. Of course, a lot of it's translated to English, so I, I don't speak Finnish. But I find it interesting that as I dug into this, and started looking at other discussions in other forums where this story has started to pop up, that the hand-wringing and the pearl-clutching doesn't necessarily match what I expected. Because for those, for those who need a little bit of context, Uganda is not known for its human rights track record as, as a matter of fact it's it's notorious for some of that it is not lgbt friendly in 2014 there was a new law that was put in place the penalty of which got debated uh and originally the law was if you were in the lgbtq camp you were put to death but somebody negotiated it down, so now it's just life in prison. So if you're in the alphabet camp in Uganda, you can, you can be sent to prison for life. And there are some people that have a problem with that, and understandably so. Uh, you know, that, that should not be, you know, as, as much as, you know, people, what, whatever your choice is, that's fine, but... From a faith-based perspective, you know, that kind of behavior should be discouraged. But that's not the best way to go about it. Um, you know, threats generally don't tend to, to get the best results, the most optimal results. So, okay. So in 2014, they had this law and, okay, well, if you're, if you're LGBTQ, you go to prison for life, forever. So, okay. 
So there are people that are uh, understandably uh, of mixed feelings about this. And, oh, this is horrible, this is horrible, this is terrible for the LGBTQ. Which only serves to point up what has been discussed in various different places before. The fact that Worldcon is more concerned with representation than craft. As a matter of fact, Jason Sanford popped his head up over the weekend to discuss another author who apparently has taken to Facebook to complain about such. Uh, and for those of you who need a little context, Jason Sanford is the weasel who wrote a, a hit piece on Bayon Books on their on their discussion forum, Bayon's Bar, and posted very selected, cherry-picked screenshots to say, look at all of these MAGA people and all these Trump supporters and all these people, these white nationalists and these evil people talking about all of this stuff and they're overthrowing the government right and Sanford was rather disingenuous in his presentation of that because he did go through and very selectively edited which posts get shown it's kind of like what they're talking about the the Toronto Star uh the Toronto Star recently had a had a, a front page front page smear piece that basically talked about how divisive politics are and how the right wing and, and, and anti-government blah 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 and posted various different quotes of Twitter posts talking about you know it, it's the debate over the vaccines and did it in a way curated various different posts from Twitter to make it look like there was this massive civil war brewing over the vaccines when you had people who are sitting there going, well, I don't, I don't care if they're vaccinated or not, just let them die. And this person has two followers, three likes on the thing, and somebody has gone through and, and, and has gone through and done the research to source all of those tweets that the Toronto Star used to present something that actually is not true. So Sanford is is that kind of reporter where he takes different pieces of something in order to craft a narrative because I've made up my mind, now I'm going to find the facts to fit my case, right? My 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 decision is made. My my opinion is is here and I'm going to I'm going to choose just the facts to suit me, which is part and parcel what you've got in in the Worldcon people, because that's what they do. So Sanford is talking about an author who apparently has taken to social media to opine and commiserate that uh, that back in the day, <coughs> the Hugos used to be about merit and craft, and now not so much. It seems like it's more about who's writing the book and what their orientation and plumbing and identification is rather than the story that they wrote. And Sanford goes on this long, I think, 13, 14 different posts. I'm not going to get into it, but he's basically just, oh, look at this. This, yeah, we, 
And it turns out it's author Alan Steele. Now, I've never, I've never heard of Alan Steele. Maybe I've heard about him in passing. I've never read any of his stuff. I don't know anything about him. But inevitably, in the discussion, the sad puppies get mentioned. And, of course, now we are eight years out from sad puppies. 2015, seven years ago, is when the Hugos imploded over Sad Puppies 2 when they patted themselves on the back for giving no award to all of these different categories. And look how progressive and inclusive and tolerant we are. Yay, us. Smirking and smiling and grinning through their, their, their lies all the way to the bank. I mean, it's just like, hey, look, look at how great we are. We gave no award to all these people. Including Tony Weisskopf, the publisher at Bayon Books, who got raked over the coals over the Bayon Bar thing from Sanford to the point where she ended up getting disinvited or she decided not to go as a guest of honor in an event. Was this last year? Has it been, has it been longer than a year? I don't know. I'd have to look. So the usual, usual suspects are out and, and about and talking about this. Um, and, and, and Dave, Dave's asking about the sad puppies. <coughs> Dave, are you not familiar with the saga of the sad puppies? Because that's a, that's a whole nother show. Um, as a matter of fact, uh, Mrs. Boss, if you've got, uh, if you've got the time and the wherewithal, uh, if, if we've got a, there's a, there's a past episode where I discussed the sad puppies in the world. Co- oh, okay. Okay. No, you're not. Okay. All right. But there is another, there is a, there is an episode where I get further, further into, <laughs> into that. Uh, but anyway, it's this, this only points up just exactly what it is the seal's talking about because it is about the identity and the representation because you look at all you look at the hand wringing and the pearl clutching and the teeth gnashing of of the worldcon folks uh over this uganda bid and it it's it's right in line with every other identity representation political discussion that surrounds the world science fiction society and the world con and the hugo awards and all of that it's nothing new but there is something new on some of this because it's the response is not exactly what I expected. Some of it, yes. Oh, this is terrible. Why there? Why, 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 why Uganda of all places? Because their, their human rights track record is just terrible. Okay, fine. That, that's a legitimate concern. But the, the other part of the reaction I find very interesting, and I'll get into that right after this. Don't go anywhere. Our transmitters are made from hand wavium. This is Sci-Fi for Me Radio. 
little bit of an experiment here this morning trying to make all of this work, so bear with us for a minute. It's a work in progress. Since 2019, Sci-Fi For Me has been bringing you news and opinion from all over the web. Science fiction, fantasy, and horror have been on our radar from the beginning. News, rumors, we bring you the latest with our team coverage. Streaming original content every week. Good Morning Multiverse, live on Sci-Fi For Me TV, delivering the multiverse since 2009. Oh my goodness, that, Jason, is probably, I think, the hardest question you're going to ask. Interviews with writers, filmmakers, artists, and actors. That's a good question, though. That's an interesting question. Question. That's a great question. Count on Sci-Fi for me to be there asking all of the questions. Um, it's another great question. These are all really good questions. Bringing you news and opinion from all over the web. Sci-Fi for me, delivering the multiverse since 2009. Back live from the bunker, Jason Hyde here. Let me turn that down a little bit. And you can see all of the clocks in the studio. Those of you who are watching, if you're listening to this as a podcast, I do want to encourage you to check out the video side of things. Sci-Fi for Me TV, Sci-Fi for Me TV.2. Uh, which you can find over on YouTube, and uh, the dot two is on YouTube anyway, uh, and it's brand new, and we're still trying to figure out exactly what it's going to be. It's our, it's our replay, it's our replay channel. So nothing live over there. Looks like we've got 17 subscribers. We're we're rolling right along there. So check that out. Of course, we do want to encourage people to connect with us over on Odyssey as well because one of these days, maybe, we're going to get kicked off of YouTube. Who knows? Possibly. All right, so in in all this, in all this pearl-clutching and hand-wringing over the Uganda bid for Worldcon, I'm surprised because I'm seeing a number of reactions from people that I did not expect. And most especially over at File 770, which is Mike Glyer's uh, Chinese bot-ridden site. And Mike Glyer is no friend of the Sad Puppies, and he's not somebody that I would ever really want to quote, but... Uh, you look at the comments on the article about the CampCon 2028 bid in Uganda, and it goes through here. Apparently, the, the, the committee has sent all of this Q&A discussion to uh, File 770. Here's, here's our bid. Here's our pitch. But you go down through all of this, and you get into the comments section of it, and I'm really surprised because... There's not as much wailing and moaning as I would expect. Because when I saw the, 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 disc the original discussion thread about, oh, this is terrible, this is a terrible idea, I figured, 
everybody was going to be going that route. I figured all of the all of the discussion would be centered around how terrible this was because Uganda was terrible for LGBTQ. And there is some of that. But some of this surprised me. Um I certainly wish the team from Uganda well. In general, I hope to see more world cons in parts of the world that haven't yet hosted one. This, of course, includes Africa. Also, I have to admit, when I read convention facilities on the shores of Lake Victoria, I was very intrigued. Uh, there's another one. It looks like a really intriguing bid and venue. I'd, r- I'd be rather excited about it, except for the part where homosexuality is illegal in Uganda and is violently persecuted in addition to the official legal sanctions. Now, that's, that's along the lines of what I expected everybody to say. But at the same time, it's kind of a mixed bag there. It's not just, oh, this is terrible, this is terrible, this is terrible. This is, oh, hey, that's interesting, but. But see, there's not any, there's not any comments. It's almost like File 770 has lost some readers. But you look at some of these other, I mean, here's Starburst Magazine, they're going through, and here's the, here's the, other, uh, the other bids, uh, talking about the bid for Worldcon in 2028. Apparently, there is another bid. Um, Worldcon bids can take a very long time. Realize this is only the very start of Uganda's journey. At the time of writing, the bid is unopposed. But this will likely change over time as most bids for Worldcon are erased. Other currently unopposed Worldcon bids include Tel Aviv, Israel in 2027. That would be interesting. Dublin, Ireland 2029. Texas in 2031. Cool. Road trip. Maybe we'll go to our second Worldcon when it's in Texas. Another African bid does exist. Pharaohcon is a Worldcon bid for 2026 and is for a Worldcon in Cairo. Uh, it's a modified bid. The original bid was to host in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia. The team behind the Jeddah bid have renamed and relocated the planned event. Now, that was another situation uh, where people did the whole hand-wringing and things about the LGBTQ because, oh, Saudi Arabia. You know how they treat, the, you know how they treat our people over there, right? Saudi Arabia, oh, this is a terrible, terrible, terrible thing. Well, they've modified, they've changed, they've gone to Cairo and, and changed the name. Okay, they've, they've altered their bid. Okay. Maybe the Uganda thing... Maybe the Uganda thing might as well. Who knows? Uh, I say Robert in the chat. Robert says, uh, I find this a, depression, a depressing example of how low our political culture has fallen. Uganda robs people of its right to select their government through voting, has no freedom of speech... Has no freedom of association, so groups cannot oppose the government. It has no rule of law, so no markets, no property rights. What is complained about? LGBT rights. Well, I think it's I think it's of a piece. I mean, when you have an oppressive government, it's all bad. And yes, there's a focus on on the LGBT with with regard to this particular conversation, but you know. There are various different organizations that talk about the human rights issues in Uganda and how the government treats its people and whatnot. The focus, the focus on LGBT comes from this particular conversation with regard to the Worldcon bit. That's not to say that other people are not talking about other problems in Uganda. 
because there are there are problems in Uganda. But I'm looking at various different discussion threads on on lots of different platforms and you know the comments on articles and and discussions through social media and people are like yeah this this actually sounds kind of interesting and there has been a, a a recent uptick in science fiction and fantasy and supernatural stories coming from africa there's a new there's a new award that's based in Africa. There's new comic book publishers that are based in Africa. We've we've covered this on Good Morning Multiverse a number of times, and the the Afrofuturist movement seems to be steaming right along, healthy and 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 it's you know generating some interest and and getting talked about. And yes, there's value to events like Worldcon. You know, as as limited as they are in their thinking and and their tolerance for other people that don't agree with them, going into various different places that have not hosted a Worldcon, it's kind of like McDonald's in Russia. You know, you introduce ideas and concepts, and that's what science fiction is about, right? It's aspirational. It says, "Hey, here's some new ideas to think about," and maybe. There are some discussions to be had from the people who come in from all over the world, this cosmopolitan group, quote unquote, who will come in and have discussions with the locals. And maybe there's some impact there. Who knows? Think of it almost maybe, and I hate to even, I, uh, I'm hesitant to make this comparison, but it's almost like a missionary trip. Only it's it's a science fiction missionary trip. The mission trip is World Science Fiction Society goes into a place that's not very friendly to their cause, as it were. And, hey, we're not so bad people. And look, and th th here's something to think about. And here's something to consider. And here's something to read. And here's something to talk about. Maybe it starts some conversations along the lines of the human rights issues. I don't know. There could be a positive that comes out of this. I'm encouraged by the fact that not as many people as I expected are, woe is me. You know, they're not Juliet's nurse shouting at the top of their lungs, woeful, woeful day. That's a good thing. That to me says that maybe we're past, oh, wait. There's another possibility. Now, we know that File 770 has bought Chinese bots in order to boost their traffic. Uh, that, that came out a number of years ago. But there's another, there's another possibility, and, and, and I want to I wanna raise this question just, just as an alternative, as a, as a, maybe, as a maybe thing. Um, now, the 2022 Worldcon is in Chicago in September. It's the 19th through the 21st, I believe. Um, so last year, 2021, it was Discon in, in Washington, D.C. Let me, let me show you here the, the participation numbers for the Hugo Awards in 2021 this is the final ballot totals 
These are the details. This report is sent out every year following a Worldcon. So the Worldcon committee, the Hugo Awards committee for that particular event puts this thing together. This is the final tally of all of the numbers. How many votes and where the votes break down and says, here's how many people voted. In the category of novel for the 2021 Hugo Awards, 2,362 votes. Now, I want, you to, I want you to think on this for just a second, because at the height of the Sad Puppies campaign, there were nearly 6,000 votes, and the number has steadily declined. I think at one point, I think I saw 1,500 at one point. The Hugo Awards are not nearly as relevant as they used to be. And I would say, by extension, the Worldcon is not as relevant as it used to be either. And I mentioned we've got a new award, a new science fiction award that came out of Africa uh, this year. You know, you've got the Dragon Awards, you've got the Nebulas and the Saturn and, and, and all of these different awards that are out there. The Hugo is just one among many now. It used to be... Fairly prestigious. And to some people, it still is. But to a lot of people, you look at a modern science fiction book that's won the Hugo, and people steer clear of it. Because of the politics and the identitarianism and all the other stuff that surrounds it. That might be a very good book. Maybe. But... Nobody will read it because it's a Hugo winner. I see a new name in the chat there. I see Gerard saying they can't complain too much as they don't want to come off as racist. So they complain just enough to not look homophobic, transphobic, whatever phobic. That, that, could, be, that could be part of it, maybe. Uh, I think I think one of the things that uh, that you look at when you're in the when you're in the progressive movement is the fact that there are so many different ways that you can get tripped up. There are so many different ways that you can become the victim, the next victim. Right? It's a circular firing squad. So. Yeah, at some point, you're on the side pointing fingers at, at whatever group. And then, you know, five minutes later, six days later, whatnot, all those fingers are pointed back at you because you've transgressed somehow. And yeah, they're going to have some issues, maybe, with the Uganda thing, you know, because it is Africa. And of course, there is going to be a race thing that happens. And there's some discussion, you know, a couple of people mentioned, well, you, you, you look at Uganda's track record, what about the United States' track record? We're not perfect, but I would say that we've got the, we've got some of the best, uh, some of the best human rights guarantees and protections that you might find in places. Can it be better? Sure. Everybody has room for improvement. We've just got a little bit less room because we're already better. That's just me. Heron, Heronberg in the chat says the situation with Dubai would be similar, but I'm betting they would overlook it in the complete lack of rights to democracy because of the ultra-modern plush facilities. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I think, I think some of that is, um, you know, 
moving it to Cairo, I think, is maybe uh, maybe a smart move just from a marketing standpoint. I mean, you know, having having been in the business for almost 34 years now, there are times where you cut your losses. There are times when you sit there and you make an adjustment. And you say, okay, this decision could backfire on us and get us into more trouble from a from a public relations standpoint. Let's do something different. And, you know, you, you go back to this idea the customer is always right. If your if your marketing and your research and your focus groups and and, and your and your uh, surveys and whatnot come back and they say, well, people people would prefer X. Then as a business or as an organization, you are probably better off if you deliver X. As opposed to saying, no, you're going to get green and you're going to like it or else. That's not generally the better way to handle that kind of thing. And it's one of the things that we keep complaining about. You know, you, you talk about Comics Gate, you talk about Phantom Menace, you talk about Sad Puppies and all this other stuff. These groups have legitimate complaints because the people who are making the stuff we used to enjoy, Star Trek, Star Wars, Doctor Who, Marvel, DC, whatever, they're sitting there insulting us for criticizing their work. Calling us names and istophobes and homophobes and racists and bigots and blah, 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 blah. And how dare you have an opinion that's different from mine? And the, and, and the Worldcon people are just the same way. They've always, well, I say always, they've done that for the last at least seven years. And Heroinberg has a good point. You know, Worldcon 2023 is in China. And China has its own human rights issues track record. And we've pointed that out. You know, especially when it comes to, to, you know, Disney shooting Mulan next to a concentration camp. I mean, they are they are imprisoning people just simply because of their religion. We don't do that here. Yet. I don't know. I mean... If you get if 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 you continue to have a weaponized Department of Justice, who knows who the next target would be for that? Maybe the maybe the the criminal investigation unit of the IRS shows up with their firearms and willingness to use deadly force wait did I say that part out loud I'm sorry anyway I it, it's just it's interesting because on the one hand you've got people who are doing the whole oh woe was me not t not as many as I as I expected there are people sitting there going yeah this is this is kind of interesting but at the same time I think some of that smaller, Fewer people reacting, fewer people responding might just be the fact that fewer people are participating. Fewer people care about Worldcon. They don't, they don't care about the Hugos. They don't care about Worldcon. People are aging out. And that's, again, that's another marketing problem that Worldcon has. Because Worldcon, Worldcon needs to take a lesson from Monkety, Monkety Wards. I, 
Montgomery Wards. Do something clever with your marketing. Get more participation because you're dying out. <laughs> Dave says, uh, freeze, I've got packing tape and I will use it, future IRS auditor. Yeah, well, uh, and, and, and Cam, I think you're right. They're afraid to pick the wrong f uh, virtue to signal. There, there is no winning on this because at some point, and and if if any of my liberal progressive friends are listening to this, at some point they will come for you. Whether you've been on their side or not is irrelevant because it's not about a particular ideology for for some of these people. It's about power and control. And that's what it's about. All right. So speaking of which, power and control, let me do this. This is a follow-up on a story we did last week. Uh, fiberglass Freaks. This is the Batmobile uh, builder, Mark Raycup, up in, uh, up in uh, uh, Logansport, Indiana. He has, he has uh, offered up some clarification on the case. Some people are saying that he doesn't have to appear for his arraignment in September. He actually is going to have to be, uh, he is actually going to still have to appear in court, but he's going to be able to do it by Zoom. He doesn't have to actually go out to uh, California yet. And I'm hoping, <coughs> I, am, I am ever so hopeful that the judge looks at this case and throws it out and sanctions the district attorney's office in San Mateo County saying, what were you thinking? Letting this get this far because this is clearly, one, a civil matter, and two, completely outside the jurisdiction of the state of California. You idiot. And, and to give credit to the district attorney, the district attorney has done an interview or two with the, with the TV station out there that broke this story. And he said that after seeing those news reports, he's thinking that this thing is in, it belongs in civil court. So I'm hoping that either the judge just tosses it out or the district attorney sits there and says, Hey, judge, we need to toss this. We're going to drop all the charges. This is, not a clear, this is not a criminal matter. We apologize to Mr. Raycop. He can be on his way. That's what I'm hoping results from this. It's, it's entirely possible that this is just a formality and they got to go through the motions just to clear the docket and get it off the books, do the paperwork, dot the I's, cross the T's, make sure it doesn't come back on them. But I'm hoping that's the resolution for this. Now, the civil matter is another, is another thing altogether, and I'm sure that's going uh, to get looked at. But to, have, you know, to know that the sheriff is getting questioned by the Board of Supervisors, they could toss him out on his ear before he's done with his term in January. Which would just be about the right thing to do, right? I don't know. All right. So, Death Angel Shadow, yes. Uh, 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 City, Univers City University of New York scrubbed one of their alumni off the... Uh, Website because she was on the DEP team. People were offended that one of their grads would do that. Yes, um, that that did happen, uh, and it wasn't even anybody who. I mean, she was doing the research and she was pulling up the reference material and just basically kind of 
law clerk type role. Uh, not one of the one one of the arguing attorneys standing up and making the case. She was there in, in the support team, and yes, uh, uh, CUNY did uh, pull that from their website. But there's a development. There's a development in the case, or in the other cases, or whatever case. I don't know which case we're in. But Amber Heard has fired Elaine, hired new lawyers for the appeal. So there is that. Meanwhile, Johnny Depp's going to direct a movie for the first time in 25 years. So, you know, it, those are those are completely different outcomes there than what you might expect, right? I don't know. All right, speaking, speaking of the Batmobile. All right, so let's do this and then we'll wrap up and we'll get out of here. We're going to do an unboxing. We're going to do a, 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 an unenveloping, right? It's not a box. It's an envelope, but that's okay. We're gonna we're gonna open this up. Have a knife. Have a knife. I have a knife. I have a knife. My knife. This was made by my grandfather while he was in the Navy in the South Pacific. My grandfather was part of the 101st Construction Battalion. He was a CB during World War II. And he made this knife. And in the handle is a photograph, two photographs. On one side is a photograph of my dad when he was a child, toddler. And on the other side is a photograph of uh, my grandmother. Right? Yeah. So, let us open this package here it's very it's a very nice knife it's an old knife all right so we're gonna open this up it's soft goods what we call in the uh, in the convention and stagehand business soft goods it's all of the drapery and the table skirts and the stage skirting and all that all right so here we here we go we're gonna open it up it's a t-shirt mrs boss in follow-up to our discussion with mr raycop decided this looks really cool and so she bought the fiberglass freaks Batmobile t-shirt. Look at that. That's really cool looking. So there we are. Batmobile t-shirt. Uh, we can, I can, I could take this and I can wear it with my rebellion hat from drunk three PO. Shout out to drunk three PO, right? All decked out, ready to go for when we start broadcasting from events again. Yes, maybe. <coughs> I would, I'm of two minds. Yes, I saw that about Batman and the, and the backstory. Um, I want to say my understanding is that's an Elseworlds story, but yeah, it's coming. There, what, what DC and Marvel are both going to have to do at some point is, and I hate to even say this, but now we've gotten past Action Comics 1000 and we've gotten past Detective Comics 900, so I don't feel as strongly about it. 
But there's going to have to be a hard reset, reboot, done, clean break from everything that's being done now. I don't know that they've got the guts to do it. Um, I, if, if David Zaslav comes in and says, clean all this up, and if somebody brings in Jim Shooter or somebody like Jim Shooter to come in and sit there and say, clean all this up. Now, Perch makes an interesting, uh, interesting observation. He said, you look at some of the people that have been responsible for all of this mess. And they're not getting the work anymore. Mags Visaggio is now selling tarot card readings for $25. I mean, not even doing any comic book writing right now. Vita Ayala not getting as much work. You know, Heather Antos is over at IDW. Who knows how long that will last because, you know, she's already hop, skipped, and jumped among like four different publishers. She'll eventually lose her job. It might be eventually kind of sort of maybe turning around a little bit. I don't know. I, I remain ever hopeful. I'm not really big into, into comic books nowadays any, anyway because that's money spent that, uh, that I need to spend other places. But I still pay attention to it. I mean, I'm still a fan of Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman and Green Lantern and the Justice League and Captain Marvel. And, and I mean Captain Marvel. Billy Batson, Captain Marvel. Thank you very much. All right, that's going to do it for us today. <laughs> Thanks for being here, folks. Uh, programming notes. We will have the Ranker Pit back on our regular scheduled time. Uh, for uh, for Tuesday night, uh, I have no idea what we're going to talk about. Um, I don't have any idea who's going to be there either, but uh, we will have a uh, we will have a ranker pit tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Eastern, 9 Central. Let me see what I'm looking at here. Where did it go? There it is. So, 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central, the Ranker Pit, live Tuesday night, tomorrow night. Tonight, we will have a brand new uh, H2O podcast. Not sure what we're going to talk about tonight. We've got a list. We've got some different things that we've been going through. I'm not sure which topic we're going to pick tonight, but we're going to be talking tonight. So, check that out. And of course, we will always post over on our socials uh, the links and whatnot. Um, given that sometimes nobody gets notifications, that's why we stick to a schedule. So, uh, so be watching all of our socials and connect with us on Odyssey, sign up for our newsletter and all that good stuff. And we will be back on Wednesday to do this all again. Remember for August, we're on the Monday, Wednesday, Friday schedule. And next Wednesday, the 24th is our 450th program. 450 next Wednesday. Maybe we should do something special? I don't know. What do you think? Should we? Should we do something special for 450? We kind of sort of tried to do one for 400 and nothing really came of that. Uh, you know, we, we need you guys to show up for this stuff. <laughs> 
we show up at, and look I'm, I'm i'm kidding you guys show up you're here all the time all of you who are regulars we appreciate every single one of you every time you come back i i love seeing seeing everybody in the show in the chat so uh so i am not taking that for granted believe me it's it's i appreciate that more than i can ever share with you it's it's great uh i i just wish there were more of you and eventually there will be we'll get there one of these days who knows i don't know but now some of that might depend on you so share the links tell people about this 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 channel you know we're not uh we're not like a lot of the other youtube channels we're a little different it's an acquired taste maybe for some because we're not angry about everything all the time all right that's it remember the government is not your friend and there are four lights this has been a presentation of sci-fi for me radio copyright 2022 by flaming dog media llc all rights reserved no portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of flaming dog media